Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is going on, y'all? We are back. Another edition of No Bets Barred, this time for UFC 297. The promotion returns to Toronto. T-Dot, the Six, Hogtown, is that one? I don't know if that's us. Uh, It might be. That is the voice of AK Lee, who uh, boots on the ground in Toronto right now? That's right. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm in, a, I'm in uh, yeah, it's essentially in Toronto. You know, I'm not going to get into all the different regions of Toronto, but let's just say I'm in Toronto. The greater Toronto area. The, greater, the GTA, as they say. What's up, Connor Burks? Tough hang, right? Guys, tough hang. We're here to talk Ultimate Fighter. And wouldn't you know it, Brad Katona on this card, so <laughs> no, it kind of works out for us. It was destiny. Yes. Uh, nice to uh, reunite here with my man, A.K. Lee, and as always, joined by uh, Jed Mashu. Uh, how are we feeling, guys? I mean, first pay-per-view of the year. We were just discussing before we got on the air. We uh, we hype? Connor, can I just say um, that, you know, there, there's people out there saying, I'm not sure if this Connor Barks, does he live the does he live the, the, the lifestyle he projects on the MMA hour, you know, out there in the world at, at the, the live watch parties? And yet here you are, no video, podcast, audio only, Rocking the maple leaf hat. I mean, you are committed to UFC 297 right now. Yeah, you like that dedication? You like that dedication? I almost put on a hockey jersey just for this to record a no video <laughs> podcast. I was this close to putting one on. You're uh, professional. With a, with a crew neck. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. First pay-per-view of the year. Can't wait for the main event. Uh, and I've found some things to make myself especially excited for the rest of the card. GC, you've been to Toronto before, right? I haven't. I'd you love haven't to go. Been, please. You got you got to come up here. This is your kind of town. Toronto's I mean, Toronto is a great place. Been a yeah, couple it times. seems like my kind of town. I'm not I'm not yeah, gonna lie. Right. It seems like a place that I would I would just love, especially anywhere I can call Hog Town. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna get along yeah. with it. Which you can, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could I could technically call New York Hog Town too, but I feel like people would look at me funny. Uh, maybe you would just be a trendsetter. Just start it, you know. Just there be the first. Uh, don't want to bury the lead here, guys. You know, I know we're excited about UFC 297, but. Uh, Flyweight unders are uh, are pretty back, huh? Woo! I mean, you are listening to a podcast that was uh, the proud owners of a little tiny tweet in the corner of an ESPN Plus broadcast right after the first fight on the early prelims finished up. But there you saw it right there in the corner. Jed Mashu tweeted, are Flyweight unders back at Connor Burks? Hit with the hashtag UFC Vegas 84. And I mean, I think that question answers itself. I think it's pretty much rhetorical at this point. We get the one flyweight fight, it goes under, and then we get a tweet on the air. Uh, I think they're back. 
I mean, plus, like, one, we got a flyweight uh, uh, fight coming up this week we'll talk about. Uh, seems seems like a very opportune couple under. A couple of good contestants. A couple Co- of good contestants. A couple of good guys for the flyweight unders. And, I mean, if you really want to you know, want to think about it, Manel Cop versus Mateus Nicolau 2 fight never even happened, so kind of hit the under there. You know, I mean, it did was. not take 15 minutes for that fight to go down. You know, that fight was over in zero seconds. That's how short that one was. So, yeah, I mean, that was a big moment for No Bets Bard. A uh, big moment for everyone on the team, I have to say. I mean, it was uh, it was really special. First, we saw old Mikey Heck, and then to sandwich it, to book in the tweets after the Joshua Van fight, we see Jed Mashu pop up there. Just an all-time moment. An all-time moment. It was it was absolutely excellent. Uh, made my night, and uh, it was a good night. I actually had a winning week to start out the year. Jed, how how do we do, my man? I uh, I finished down point oh six of a uh, unit. <laughs> so point oh uh, six, so not even point six. No, yeah, just just almost. Uh, and and I have no one else to blame. We talked about it on the show. We knew it. Exa- I knew exactly what happened. I backed Matthew Simmelsberger. Had zero doubt that that was a losing bet at the time I put it in. Uh, and yeah, I forgot just, that you did that. I'm not going to lie. I forgot that you did that because as that was happening, I was like, I'm so glad I didn't bet on this guy. It just never works out. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, first, first contender for worst bet of the year, Matthew Simmelsberger, um, taking the bet that I knew would fail, but I, I was just thrilled because, you know, flywood unders back heavyweight overs, heavyweight overs went to a decision. Yeah. Here they over one and a half and that, that bad boy went to a decision. I cruised to, to the win there. So one, I won and oh on both counts. Uh, what a strong start to 2024, you know, if it's only, great. if only uh, the judges had done the right thing and given Arlovsky a robbery decision oh win, I feel that like we all would have had, we've all been way ahead. I think. Also, I ended up taking a Arlovsky by decision. We had talked had about it. Had I to. got so that line moved so much from where because I, I got it at like plus seven hundred. It came down to four fifty. I was oh, like, I, I was holding the ticket that looked okay for a minute. I was like, maybe, maybe something. I got it not imagine. to be. I got it plus nine hundred on DraftKings, like day of. Uh-huh. So yeah, I, mean, I, I was like, I, was, I gotta put a couple of bucks on that because it's friggin' Arlovsky and against Waldo Cortez Acosta. This going to the cards, and who knows what's gonna happen? I scored it for Arlovsky. That would no, have been no one likes WCA. I mean, you have to take a point <laughs> deduction for the uh, for showboating on a forty-four year old. It's not even a forty-four year old. If you're gonna showboat, you gotta back it up, my man. You can't That's be true. dancing in there and then not point. punching Andre Lott. Because it's not like you're dancing across from a guy who you're afraid is gonna hit you. Andre Lovsky hasn't finished somebody since the Clinton administration, basically. Like, I think I think you could have tried a little harder instead of getting all salsy on it. But and then the, the striking numbers were essentially even. And when Andre Arlovsky like landed like a body kick, Waldo Cortez like, gave him like a golf clap. He's like, ooh, nice. There you go. It's like, dude, you guys are pretty much landing the same amount. Like, yeah. why are you doing this? You know, uh, scholars will will dig into that question years to come. Yeah, I say I say book him against Tom Aspinall at UFC 300. I'm a big supporter of that plan. That'd be great. Uh, all right. Canada. How's the weather up there in Canada right now, AK? It's not great, man. It's terrible. It's just it's, not welcoming not, to uh, yeah. to our, you know, we have our dear Jose Youngs coming up to the coverage Oof. with me, coming in from Arizona. Uh, not that he's not used to going from the extremely warm climate of Arizona to other colder locales. He does that all the time. Uh, but it's it's like crispy. It's crispy cold up here. It's not That's nice. Describe it. We don't have 
he's not even going to get to enjoy snow. It's not like, oh, it's cold, but at least there's beautiful snow everywhere. It's just cold. It's windy. Uh, it's not like super cold, if that's any consolation for him, but it's it's certainly cold enough. And uh, I'll say here in New York, it's it's not that great either. And I, I, mm. I think I heard through the grapevine, he has a layover just about 15 minutes away from me. And there <laughs> is several inches of snow on the ground right now. So yeah, it's just a... Just not great. Uh, what are the vibes like in the city? What's the? Is there just a? Is there just a constant hum of Strickland, DDP, Myra Buena Silva, Raquel Pennington? You How know, many people have you overheard at the coffee shop talking about Raquel Pennington this week? Or Myra Buena Silva? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I I want to make a joke here, GC, but I I actually feel like it's. There's a few people I brought it up to who were not aware that the UFC was coming back. Uh, this week to Toronto, uh, which is a bit of a surprise when you consider it's been five years, been since 20, sorry, six years, been 2018. 2018 was the uh, well, last time they were here. 2019, they didn't visit Toronto, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, and then the, the COVID happened. We got pretty strict vaccination laws up here. So that prevented the UFC and many of its athletes from coming up here. So you would think uh, that we'd be starved for some UFC action, especially pay-per-view action, a couple of title fights, not a lot of buzz. And I would be surprised uh, if the event sells out on Saturday, I will say nosebleeds right now are currently going for about 600 Canadians, so about 500 USD. Jeez. And just to get in the building is $500. Those are nosebleeds. I don't, know that's what it opened at. I think we're at the point where people are reselling tickets. I'm not sure. Or just, I don't know what the, what the demand is at, but yeah, it is, it is rough. Nosebleeds, cheapest tickets that, are about 500. That doesn't make sense. To it's me. not great. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be shocked. If I'd that play, goes out then. Like, that's not that much cheaper than what I paid for nosebleeds to the college football semifinal two years ago. Yeah, like that. <laughs> that, that feels like a much bigger event than than the UFC coming to Canada. Maybe well, I'll tell people. Maybe any Canadians listening, any Torontonians, or anyone visiting, having to visit from out of town. Maybe fight night. You can get some scalpers. You know. Get a two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how the market works that's that way. Still but ridiculous. That's price. still a ridiculous price for a okay card. And okay. Oh, yes. that's that is being generous to it. I'll be honest. Be, okay is generous here. Well, uh, let's get right in. Let's dive right into it. UFC 297, the return to Canada. We get the main event. The bad blood gets decided. We we finally get a uh, a conclusion to this saga between Sean Strickland and Drikus Duplessis. And and right now, Sean Strickland's your favorite. Minus one thirty five. Duplessis plus one fourteen. Plus 550, plus 600 realm to take the belt back in September. Now the favorite to defend here in January. Going to toss it to you guys because this is a tough one for me. This is a tough one. Uh, Does anyone have a strong read, strong feeling here? Uh, That depends on your definition of strong. First, before I get into this, Connor, do you have action on this fight? I just want to know that before we start. I do, but I'm actually taking a total. I'm on the under four and a half. it is kind of chalky, kind of like what you talked about last week, uh, how you were like, Phil Hawes, whatever, minus 225 for the under one and a half. You were like, I'm just going to take it because I think it's going to hit. That's what I did this week. Oh, great about it. <laughs> Two. Let, I, me, let me tell you, that was the best bet I made all week. Yeah, I feel quite good about this one. Uh, DDP <laughs> is kind of the, uh, the middleweight Charles Oliveira, if you will. I always bet unders whenever he fights. He always has exciting fights. So even if it misses... It'll be one of those frustrating ones that feels like it's going to get finished several times throughout the course. Uh, I am on the under two, four and a half. Uh, DDP, 20 of his 22 professional fights, I believe, have not gone to a decision. Uh, I know Strickland does go to much more decisions, but I think DDP is going to be the one dictating the pace. And I think uh, Sean Strickland will oblige 
in said pace. AK, what are your thoughts on this fight? I'm all over the place. Obviously, there's a ton of bets, ton of ways that this could go. Uh, the first thing that jumped out to me was, uh, and maybe it's because I'm leaning towards Str- a Strickland win. I saw on DraftKings, this is all, uh, all my odds for the main event here from DraftKings. Strickland by decision plus two seventy five. Now, like that seems, and I'm like, that seems okay. I mean, that's if you're picking a Strickland win, that should be the safe bet, right? Him, him, go, him going the distance, outlasting Drickus Duplessis. Uh, I'm not sure. I still don't know about the whole Jigas Duplessis cardio thing. I know we got the nose fixed before the Whitaker fight, but that didn't go five rounds, right? That's a that's a three round fight. That doesn't necessarily tell us. I, I have a feeling any cardio issues he might have uh, are more related to his physique than necessarily the the nose thing. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's a, he's a cardio machine now. But I do like the odds on a decision win uh, for Strickland two seventy five. If you think he can get a late finish, talking about the champion Strickland KO in round five. Plus 2,000. Uh, again, I'm not going to be able to do this. A Strickland by KO is just uh, by itself any round, plus 200. But if you're picturing this fight where DDP comes out early and does some damage and drops the champion, but Strickland survives and then pours it on in rounds three, four, and five, uh, and then gets a late finish, you know, TKO on an exhausted DDP, maybe that's a long shot you want to take. But by KO isn't terrible either, plus 200. But I think decision is so much safer. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm surprised. It, it, can you guys explain to me? I'm, I, I'm not a big gambler. Why is decision so... Why is that? Why are you getting such good odds on decision for Strickland? Because I I think the way the odds are set up is that they have it somewhat heavily favored that it won't go to a decision and that DDP will win. No, so my theory no. actually is like a couple things about this. I think DDP is probably going to come out strong like he always does. I mean, every single one of his fights is is pretty high paced and entertaining. The one fight that didn't go to a decision or that did go to a decision that I watched was the Brad Tavares one. And like Brad Tavares just put on like one of the greatest chin performances of all time. Like he was just eating insane shots. I am going to side with DDP on on him claiming that he has cardio mm-hmm. until proven otherwise. Well, we have an avalanche of paper towels just falling all over my kitchen right now. I don't know if the uh, <laughs> the mic picked that up. That was uh, that was terrifying, harrowing. Uh, I'm going to side that he does have the cardio until proven otherwise. Uh, and if he does, I think he's just going to push the, push this insane pace and someone is going to have the benefit of that and someone's going to get finished. If he doesn't have the cardio, then he'll just gas out and I think Strickland can finish him in three, four, or five. Uh, So I do feel like it does not go to a decision. So we teed this one up for Jed and now we've both given our opinions and Jed is still uh, standing by waiting to give his. I'm I'm very interested to hear it. So this fight is even better than I thought it was. Um, I can't wait for it. So I, I, uh, I've got a breakdown on this fight coming later, later this week. And so as I was like, I was pumped about this because just on the face, it's like, all right, these guys, their styles match up really well. DDP questionable cardio, AK to answer your question. I think that the, the belief is DDP's cardio, either he's going to finish this fight early or his cardio will fail him. And Strickland Mm -hmm. cardio machine will like, uh, like Connor said, get get a finish late in the fight. Mm-hmm. You kind of look at it on paper. It's like at, at the very top level view, just like, oh, these guys match up really interesting. And then I dove into watching just the shit out of these two. I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, I, I know that it's one of I? two things, but I do not know which of those two things are going to happen because all of all of Sean Strickland's strengths line up so well against Drickus Duplessis' weaknesses and vice versa. Like what Strickland does well is cardio pressure. Uh, it's got a great teep to the body. 
uh, and throws in combination. Drickus Duplessis' defense is all high guard, so like his body is open to just get kicked there. He he does not throw in combinations, which Sean Strickland is very good at defending single shots, as we saw with Israel Adesanya. But at the same time, Sean Strickland is a very slow starter. I mean, his team said coming into the Izzy fight, we think the first 10 minutes is going to be bad. And it was. We all remember Sean Strickland gets the knockdown at the end of the first round and, and wins that round, and it has this big moment. But without that knockdown, he is, he's probably lost that round simply just due to the fact that he starts pretty slow. Drickus Duplessis comes out of the gate hot, man. Come, comes out of the gate real hot. Uh, it's so much more physical than Sean Strickland. I, I think he clearly has the better chin of these two. There are so many little pieces to how this fight can go down and sort of the tactics each man will employ and how it will go. This is the stupidest way to bet, but I cannot get away from a a couple of really big things. And the biggest one, and honestly, as dumb as it is, it is the biggest factor in me picking DDP to win and betting him as the underdog. He and his team are so confident as to be dismissive of Sean Strickland in a way that has sold me. And I know that fighters are all confident and you hear a lot of teams say this, but I feel like you can usually tell the difference between a team that is saying that because like, yeah, we're just saying it versus someone who is speaking it from like the, the, the bowels of truth as a fact that the rest of the world is just not clued into. It's the same way that Javier Mendez used to say like, Oh, Cain Velasquez, you guys don't know him. He's going to come to the UFC. He's going to be a champion within five fights. Like that's just going to happen. That is the exact same way DDP is talking about the Sean Strickland. And it has sold me. <laughs> it has just straight up convinced me that they know that they are just aware of things that I cannot see because I do think he has a lot of potential like flaws here that that could come up with him. But I think he's just going to come out. Sean Strickland starts slow. DDP is going to put it on him. And whoever wins this fight is the dude who comes forward. Whoever is walking forward is winning the fight. Sean Strickland cannot fight off the back foot. Izzy just never put him there. DDP doesn't usually get put on the back foot. So, And to me, that's where this lines. If both men just say, we're coming forward, then they're going to crash into each other in the middle DDP can get takedowns and he's a much better grappler and sort of the way he killed Robert Whitaker when he got on top of him. It was dude, like Robert Whitaker is a damn good fighter. And as soon as DDP got on top of him, that fight was over. Like it was just over in the same way that like when Luke Rockhold got on top of Chris Weidman, that fight was done. That's what happened when DDP got on top of Robert Whitaker. If he does it against Sean Strickland, I think he can win. And I think the way this fight lines up, that will be part of what happens. So I'm back in Drake's Duplessis. I won't be at all surprised if I'm wrong, but I am getting underdog odds on it. So I feel at least pretty good about this. But I will say that plus 2,000 on Sean Strickland in round five KO. That that called to me when you said it, AK. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, well, like, I thought it would. I thought it would. That's a... I see the path for that very much. I, I think a lot of people can. I think, I think, like I said, it's either Strickland by decision or Strickland by KO in round five. And I think a lot of people are like, well, if I'm thinking it's going to go past round four anyway, why not just go for the, why not go for the KO? I might of, just throw uh, a buck on that. Cause like 2000 is a big number. And like, yeah. I can see the path there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be a car crash. Kind of like you mentioned, I think just the way that they've been talking, the way that DDP fights, 
the way that Sean Strickland is willing to engage as well, I just have a hard time seeing this being like a plotting, you know, just jab fest, like stay at range type fight. I just feel like they're just going to get after it. I don't know who's going to win. I don't know who that like. I I would think that benefits DDP more because it's almost like definitely. he's he's lived in the chaos for his entire career and he has more weapons when it goes there. But man, it's tough to it's tough to doubt either of these guys after their last performances. I mean, because you're talking about what DDP did to Whitaker, like the strict on against Izzy thing was watching it back. It was really it would, truly was insane. Like he had, he like essentially had Izzy speechless. So I do not want to take anything away from that performance because it is. Uh, as I rewatched it, I was struck by even more so, like more so than any of the other ones, uh, than any of the other times I viewed it. Izzy just wasn't there. And a lot of that's Strickland taking that out from him, but it's not like Strickland was taking it out by doing a ton of stuff that we'd never seen. Like he was just enacting a good game plan very efficiently going to come forward uh I'm, I'm parrying all his jabs and izzy never never adapted to the defense that sean strickland had i don't think ddp is going to have that same issue but if he does then okay but also i think we maybe at least should mention this feels like and you know i know connor you in particular don't like to play armchair psychologist i'm a little bit more willing to speculate in these terms uh Sean Strickland doesn't seem to be in a great place mentally with regards to Drickus Duplessis. And when he gets into a locked cage and starts to fight him, suspect maybe he might be a little more prone to, to making rash choices and decisions than he was against Israel Adesanya. Yes, which also, you know, that if we're going to play armchair quarterback, it makes me feel even better about the under four and a half. Oh, yeah. Again, I mean, if Drickus wins, Drickus is finishing him. There's, I do not think there's a world in which Drickus wins a, a decision. That, that would be very, very surprising to me. If Plus 1,000. This Plus fight 1, alone. GDP by decision. <laughs> this fight alone, what are we at on a scale of 1 to 10 excitement? 10. I'm at like a, yeah, I'm at like a I'm, certified 10. Yeah, straight up at a 10. You, you, you said it best, uh, Connor, and you said it's going to be a car crash. And this is like a great... This is about as good as a one-fight pay-per-view that the UFC can put on right now because we're going to talk about the rest of the card later. And yeah, I'm Mr. Positivity. I think this card is maybe a little better than people give me credit for. Having said that, I, I can acknowledge it's not a great pay-per-view card. Okay, I, I, I understand. It was the first card of the year. But it's going to end on a really high note, I feel like, emotionally. Whether you like Sean Strickland, whether you like Jacob Duplessis, whether you're happy with the winner, the crowd is going to be... This, there's gonna be a hot 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 crowd for this fight um because as much as i've been saying about like oh it doesn't feel like the you know the city is like ablaze with like wanting to have the ufc back uh they're definitely pumped up for this fight people are pumped up for this fight when if the rest of the car turns out to be a drag people aren't it's not like people are going to leave early they are sticking around for this one fight because they are ready to explode once these two guys lock up and uh i'm talking about like it's wrestlemania and uh and that's great that's that's the best the ufc could hope for in this situation so I'm at a 10 for sure. Love it. Love it. Um, I said, dude, I said when this fight, I said when uh, Strickland won, I was like, well, he should fight DDP. And that fight's my most anticipated fight of the year. And yeah. it, this is still my most Thanks. anticipated fight of the year, even with a bunch of bangers like coming. Um, very excited. And to AK's point, final fight of the evening tends to make people. That's how they judge a card in the aftermath. Um, yeah. I'm left with a good. It's like you know in rom coms, they always end rom coms with some like pop 
like happy poppy tune. So even if the rest of the movie wasn't good, you're just like, all right, I'm exiting the theater on a high. You're exiting the arena on Saturday, the Scotiabank arena on a high for sure. Yeah, and, and and we've seen the opposite too. We saw the opposite the last time they're in Canada when they just went to Vancouver last year with the Nunez Aldana, right? That card was actually pretty good, right? We had a lot of Canadians winning, the crowd oh, was on no. fire, and then and then the Aldana, and then but people look at it as like a bad card just because the Nunez Aldana fight was pretty deplorable. Yeah, the Canada stuff was magical, but yeah, yeah, the, the crowd was so Nunez hot. Aldana was, and then it ended so that flat. Was the main event, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. So this guys, do you guys want to have your heart broken? Oh, um, please, break it. Rip Sorry. it out. Break it. Uh, Tatiana Suarez is out of her scheduled fight with Amanda Limos. Yikes. Ugh. Limos will now fight Mackenzie Dern at UFC 298. Sure. That's tough for yeah, us. Tatiana tough. Suarez, future betters. Oh, well, yeah, hey, yeah, it, yeah, listen, yeah. knowing the UFC, maybe she gets health. Assume, hopefully it's not, you know, re-aggravation of one of her older injuries. She could walk right back into a title shot or something. So it might okay. be good for you. No, I don't know. Knowing Tatiana Suarez, she's out for four more years. Yeah. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> for a couple of reasons. Don't say that. Uh, get a Mackenzie Dern fight. Let me... Let me throw out a couple of other things here for this main event real quick. Uh, DDP by submission plus 550, but I think that's doubtful. Just if anyone's... This is me more more warning people off of it. It's fine. Because it's easy to look at DDP's record and go like, oh, before he came, like before he like sort of made it to some major leagues, he was like a, a submission guy. But it's yeah, like he does have submissions. He does, but a lot of fighters rack up submissions on the regional scene because they're facing guys that are just so overmatched that he's, once they get them. He's a club so, and sub guy. Exactly, exactly. And that's just the easiest way to put those guys away. And like, though the lower he's levels. also a, he's got sick jits, man. The, he does. the pass he was using he on does. Robert Whitaker, that smash pass through was. It's filthy. He's he is deeply underrated on the floor. But Strickland also has a decent ground game, and he's never been submitted. So I would say that's probably a stay away. That's very tempting. I think I, I looked at it. I was like, oh yeah, because like you said, maybe he hurts him on the feet, subs him on the ground. But eh, I think he hits hurts him on the feet and just keeps punching away until he gets a, a knockout. Uh, and the other one, a little bit safer, uh, Connor. I know you're down on the under four and a half. What about over two and a half? As a part of a parlay, it's minus 125 over two and a half. I feel pretty comfortable with that. Nope. I don't know if you parlay that up at minus 125. And man, I, I don't know, dude. Wouldn't touch it. <laughs> I don't know. Like if you, the way these guys have been talking, not only through the press conference, but then to each other, like mm. DDP was on the MMAR yesterday and said that him and Strickland were talking privately. And we're like, we're going to, like, we are going to war. This is not going to the card. Someone is going to get finished. And like, they're both just like, yep, let's do it. And, like, if you just look at DDP's record, I was actually mistaken earlier. 21 of his 22 fights have have not gone to a decision. I mean, this dude was – he was fighting for titles in KSW, five-round fights, and has yet to see a fourth round in his career. He um, swings a hammer, and it's <laughs> not like Sean Strickland has the world's best chin. Yeah, I, I didn't even take over one and a half as the Seaberg special parlay piece. I yeah, and like I mean, let's say he does gas. Like there, like let's say he does gas, and and Strickland could finish him. I, I'm for sure. Like I was a little more flirtatious on an under three and a half alternate line. Like getting Ooh. a little, it's a, a better line there. It's for sure a better line. But I, uh, I decided to just take the stab at four and a half. I, I, I think four, I, I four and a half smart. On. That's smart gambling. That's, that's how you play. Um, all right, a couple other props just to get into. Bet online offering these up. Now this is where the value is. Uh, Strickland's first f bomb at the pre-fight presser. Fucking fucker, fuck. Uh, Ing is minus two hundred. Er is plus two fifty, and just a straight up f bomb is plus four hundred. 
I originally I thought, you know, to go with the chalk just because, you know, he drops fucking like their commas. Uh, I do think f just straight fuck at plus 400 is feels like some value there, you know, just get, get a what the fuck. Um, fuck this guy. Like the very first words out of his mouth could, in fact, be man, fuck this guy. <laughs> Yes. And no one would be yeah. surprised. 100%. So plus 400, my, I feel like that's the value of, of the three. Uh, over, under six F-bombs during uh, Strickland's post-fight octagon interview. I would hammer the under on Minus this. Minus 120 each way. Not even kidding, hammer the under. I've said this about Strong Strickland for years because I think there's a very clear perception of who Strong Strickland is. I'm not here to argue that point. Sean Strickland, uh, in like that was that was a big narrative coming into the title fight. It was like, what's Sean Strickland gonna say? Like, if if he if he does win, and he's your champion on the mic, and I was very adamant, like he's not gonna say anything bad because Sean Strickland, you know, your mileage can vary about the quality of person he is, but he's a pretty predictable one in the fact that he's not. You know, in pre-fight press conferences, he might get a little untoward, but every time he's been in a post-fight interview, it's always the same lines. It's always the same stuff. He is, to some extent, cognizant of his position and what's expected. And so it's like, yeah, you know, I had a good fight. Uh, we trained our asses off. He's pretty mellow, though. Like, he's fairly mellow. Uh, in Like, after he's gotten the demons out through fighting, he's a pretty mellow dude. So I would hammer the under on this one. What happens if he loses and they don't talk? I to him? was just about to ask. That's the tricky I feel thing. Like that's a no. I feel like oh, that's a says, no bet at that it says, point. Yeah, it says oh. no interview, no action. No, yeah. I mean, no action. I was going to say though. I think they will interview him if he loses, and then you're. I think you get a ton of f bombs. So this is this, this kind of so. goes along. With, that's the thing. I think if he loses, he'll just be like, it, there will be some, but I think he'll just be like, I don't know. I fucking sucked. I hate losing yeah. that. I hate losing that piece of shit. But I, I, six is a big number for an interview that only ever lasts two minutes. They go like, really quickly, though. Once those F-bombs start flying, they go really fast. No, I mean, Think about I it know. this way. You remember when Danny Sabatello did that, did the interview with John McCarthy at Bellator? And John McCarthy was like, Danny, please don't curse or whatever. And Danny was like, I don't give a fuck. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. And John McCarthy uh -huh. started counting it out behind his head. I think uh -huh. Sabatello got up to five when he was intentionally trying to curse. <laughs> like uh -huh. it's six a is point. a big number. That's hammer a good point. six. We, right, so I could. So you say hammer. The limit is only thirty. But I mean, like, I could, that's still like I, to win a half unit for me. Like I, I might. You, you're kind of talking me into this. Hammer six. I mean, uh, I think it's good that they limit your exposure anyone, on this. But. Anyone out there listening, if you could um, just hit any of us up on Twitter, let us know, uh, has there ever been more than six F-bombs in a post-fight interview? Now I'm, now I'm kind of wondering. I can't, uh, nothing comes to mind. Nate, Nate, Nate Diaz? No? Will, will Strickland make a gay reference to DDP at the presser? Yes, <laughs> minus 220, no, plus 155. I don't like betting on this. It seems it's like yes is the correct answer. Yeah, I'm not going to bet on it, but yeah, I, I, think, I think yes is, a, is the is It feels right. like minus 200 is value if you are comfortable oh, betting on things like this. I mean, I think this should be way, I think this should be like minus 500. So please. Yeah, I'm thinking like minus 1,000. Like, <laughs> please yeah. don't, don't bet on this if you're out there. But if you're a true degenerate. You can get down 55 on this one. <laughs> There's really so money to be made there. I think they're yeah. I think you're limited to like winning twenty five dollars uh, uh, on each of them. 
Uh, one last one here. Strickland cries in his post-fight Octagon interview. Minus 500. No. Yes, plus 300. I, there's just no world in which he cries, right? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking there's just like this guy. I mean, Good especially for how, piece. <laughs> especially how pissed he was after the uh, th- crying on Theo Vaughn. Like he was just like, ah, this is bullshit. Uh, I don't think there's any way that he cries. Yeah, I don't think. Win or lose, I can't see it. Yeah. Also, yeah, I just no, don't even know how he'd get there because the Theo Vaughn, like, I see why you cry there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hundred percent. You don't. I don't think that that's. It doesn't feel like that's how Daniel Cormier is going to steer the conversation <laughs> in the cage. So let's talk about childhood trauma. It's like <laughs> no. Like, all right. So yeah, no. I I, I think that that's a. That'd be a great parlay piece if you're looking to have some fun. Uh, crazy that Bet Online has those. They actually dropped those props They're before awesome. any of the other props. Uh, so shout out to Bet Online for those. Uh, let's keep it rolling, guys. Let's move on to the co-main event of the evening. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. The women's... (laughs) Should I ask you guys a uh, scale of one to ten your excitement for this one? The women's bantamweight title vacant. A champion will finally be crowned. Raquel Pennington taking on Myra Buena Silva. And right now, MBS, your favorite, minus one sixty two. Pennington coming back plus one thirty six. This fight is terrible. Trouble. I mean, yeah, the fight is. I want to. I want to bring the negativity, and then AK can come over the top at the end bring with it, the Jed. positivity. Bring it for, for all of us. I also dug into this on the tape, and I yeah. I was a little more positive coming into this. It was like, all right, um, MBS is on a great run. Seems like maybe she can be someone, and I think we all have. Like uh, certainly in the MMA fighting, you know, uh, back streets, we're talking about MBS. You know, number one bantamweight in our rankings. Like maybe she can just be fun and exciting. And as I watched a lot of tape, I was like, I think we've all just told ourselves a story 
because <laughs> the truth is is a world we don't want to live in. And the truth being this weight class is the worst weight class in, in sports. Um, and no one, there are no saviors on the horizon. This, this is just going to be abysmal because NBS is on a good run, but she is not. I don't think the ways that she makes hay are going to to do well against Rocky Pennington. That being said, I'm betting her. Um, I'm betting her minus one fifty five. I don't feel great about it. I'm doing it almost as an as a, a supplication to the MMA gods that she wins this because Raquel Pennington can't finish people. Like she, I think she might physically be incapable of stopping opponents at this juncture. And if she wins on a, on a great run, she was six in a row or whatever it is. But if she wins, it's probably by split decision in a fight that isn't all that fun. Whereas if MBS wins, at least there's a chance that she just dumped Rocky. Now that's hard because Rocky's incredibly durable, but MBS is at least some level of finisher. So I'm taking MBS. I, I hope she approaches this with the same fervor she did with Holly Holm of just Dude, I don't care. I'm just gonna get in and try and roughhouse you because that'll at least make it some level of interesting. But if they're just doing, you know, cardio kickboxing for 25, this is gonna be a tough hang. How dare you question Raquel Panton's finishing ability? She is second most Jed in submissions in the UFC's women's bantamweight division behind Ronda Rousey. Uh Ronda Rousey has three. Uh, Raquel Payton has two, but still you hear all those second, qualifiers. You hear all those qualifiers. I didn't hear them. I didn't second hear them. most second on the mission oh, victories I should, in the women's bantamweight. Women's bantamweight. I should add, uh, she is tied for second. She is not. She does not have tied. Sword, she, she is tied, tied for second. It's probably it's only two. It's only two. So probably several okay. other people. So she I'm choked just on saying. Macy Chiasen, and then when uh-huh. was her last finish prior and, to the Macy Chiasen fight? And technically, that fight, and that's so that was that's not even part of it because that wasn't a bantamweight fight. That was a featherweight fight. So that's not even in there actually that was like a 150 fight because jason blew weight yeah. for featherweight <laughs> she she bull, she bulldog choked someone a long time ago and then a rear naked choke of jessica andrage which for the holy life of me, shit i cannot I'm, remember i cannot i remember can't that. even believe that's true i just pulled yeah. it up her last like reasonable finish is jessica andrage mm-hmm. jessica andrage yeah when she was a bantamweight almost yeah. a decade ago still a good that's win even worse than i thought it's still a good win. It's still a quality win. Uh, you, you were saying about MBS before. Yeah, we were probably, we at the MMA Fighting Rankings Committee, were probably giving her a lot of love just for ending the reign of terror of Holly Holm. We told uh, ourselves a lie because she got three finishes in a row, and that yes. is a magic act at she is, women's 135. It is. She is undefeated, competing at 135, not just in the UFC, in her career. She has never lost at 135 pounds. Uh, she has some losses on her record at 125. I, but I, uh, and you said you are betting her. You are going to take her at minus 155. I'm betting her. I also have a prop uh, that we should talk about, but we, that we can do that in a bit. Uh, Rocky is a fine underdog pick. I see plus 136 on DraftKings. I mean, really, if she doesn't get finished, she doesn't get finished. I don't think Maribreno Silva is going to put her away. I don't think Pennington is going to put her away. So if it goes the distance, Rocky's not bad at winning decisions. Right. Is it crazy to think that Rocky sneaks out three rounds if it goes all, all not, five? Not, not in the slightest. She's a very, very nice underdog pick for sure. I, I was really interested in finding a Rocco Pennington wins by split decision line and hoping that it's a big number and taking a little bit of a sprinkle on that. It's like plus 210. Yeah, it's, I'm sure it's not. I couldn't even find one yet. Have I'm you sure guys... it won't even be good. <laughs> 
guys, I thought about MBS by decision too, but then uh, okay. that just feels a little dumb given that she's three finishes in a row and it's not like Rocky Pennington's a spring chicken. So it wouldn't stun me if she got a finish. So have you looked at a lot of the finish props? No, not for either fighter, they're all like plus six hundred or higher. Yeah, it's like I, I, I don't need they to know. Do that. They can know I, what they can have I to hit do you to get with a, yeah. a fun stat, boys, with uh-huh. regard to that? Because in the year twenty twenty three, seventy three percent of UFC women's bantamweight fights went to a decision. Seventy three percent. So there's a reason no one's anticipating mm-hmm. finishes, even though a co- uh, of the very few ones that didn't, Meyer Boy and Silva was a key contributor to those ones that didn't go to a decision. Sure was. This sure weight was. class is uh is heavily reliant on judges, and so that's why I have uh, taken the over one and a half as part of Bang. a nonviolence parlay, the Connor Burke <laughs> special for this Thank fight. You. I'm 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 taking it. Yeah, not much else to be said there. Raquel Pennington, 14 straight over one and a half, 20 of her 23 in her career. MBS, I know three straight finishes, but four of her last six have also gone over one and a half. Pennington is tough to finish. I like the over one and a half. Why are we not just straight up betting fight goes the distance? I see minus 105 for fight goes the distance. Are we not all just like... Because there is a world where there is a finish. I'm Mm. still believing Mara Buena Silva can do the damn thing. And... Mm. uh, so I just don't think, even if these she are, does the thing, I seriously doubt she does it before seven and a half minutes are up. These are these are famous last words. I feel like these. Are, I mean, d- definitely over two and a half. I feel pretty comfortable, but I think it's going all That's the way. Like, I, I think I, you I should bet over two and a half. Man, then instead just, of goes to decision. I just go. I just don't see them. I just don't see them either one finishing either. Raquel Pennington is really tough to stop. She she she, she got like annihilated by Amanda Nunez and didn't even want to go out for the fifth round, but still made it to the middle of that, of the, of the almost made it the distance against Amanda Nunez. And then I'm trying to see what was the other time she was stopped pre UFC. I know. Caught by a gill, jump that gilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I say I, anybody in the world is tapping to the gilly. She got on Holly. Uh, home. Boy. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. All right. All right. Uh, I, li- I like the over. I'm telling people out there. Yep. I think, I let's think going the, the distance. I'm sorry. I think going the distance, but if yeah. you guys want to be safer, yeah, 1.5. Yeah, that's that's fine. All right. Let's keep it rolling. Next fight. We can move a lot quicker. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. At this point. Neil Magny taking on Mike Malott. Welterweight division. Uh, Mike Malott, Canada's uh, future. The hopes. Everything lies on the shoulders of Mike Malott. Oh, boy. Uh, the entire city of Toronto. And he is currently a minus 345 going up against Neil Magny, which is a, a decent jump in competition. Like his his last few fights, Adam Fugit, Johan Lainess, Neil Magny, uh, feels like a jump. However, he's also very undersized in this one. Neil Magny yes. have a pretty big, pretty big size advantage on him. Seven inch reach, yep. seven inches That's of reach. A lot. Stay at range. Neil Magny, vet lesson. I still think he's going to get this thing to the ground, and once it gets to the ground, I think he has a, uh, a sizable advantage over him. Uh, and Mike Malott will be hopefully finishing the uh, Niagara top team parlay for me. Ooh, love that parlay. Just just a heroic bit of effort from you yes. there. Um, love a good gimmick. So I ooh, I could maybe talk myself into that. Let's uh let me think. AK, tell tell us about your Canadian brother. Why I, I while well, I make some 
determinations here. I people my my Canadian people are not going to like this because I I feel very comfortable picking Magni in this fight. Um, I think GC is right. Uh, the ground is always a problem for Magni. If Malat takes it there, then I mean submission or just you know uh, grinding out a decision win, very likely probably submission win. But the he was being I think he was understating before I think the level of competition that we're jumping here. Um, with respect to Adam Fugit, Johan Lanis, Mickey Gall, Neil Magny is levels above these guys. Levels. And I know Magny hasn't looked great in recent years. I know he's getting a bit up there in age. I think he's 36 now. He's still like a top 20 welterweight in the world. Now, I get it. Maybe people think Malat is too. Maybe they think he's there. And of course, we're all, like he said, we're all hoping. We like Mike Malat. He's got a bit of an it factor. He could be a real Canadian star. I think there might be a bit of a reality check on... Uh, on Saturday. So my Canadians out there, I am so sorry, but I, I like the uh, plus 300 or whatever you can get for Magni. It's going to be up around there, hover around there to wherever you look. So I think right now, yeah, the biggest you can get, you can get plus 300 on Neil Magni right now. I like it. I like it. I super don't like that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. I think there's just a really, really solid chance that uh, Neil Magni's washed. Um, Or if not all the way washed, like on the well done side, cooked Uh, the Phil Rowe fight is just tough. Like Phil Rowe is not great, and Neil Magny struggled a lot. And I was holding a ticket that required Neil Magny to win, and I was concerned for <laughs> for a long time. So uh, Mike Malott, like, yes, this is a big step up in competition, but dude, dude is looking very good. Um, I flirted with Mike Malott inside the distance at minus one ninety five, just because the the big advantage on the ground. I do think he can get those takedowns. My question for you, Connor, is just because I'm I'm interested. You're talking me into the Niagara top team parlay. Because sure. one, I love a gimmick parlay. Yeah. Uh, another Niagara top team individual, Zach Powell, fighting Unified MMA on Friday. He's an <laughs> underdog against a man named Mark Holme. Are you? Is he in the Niagara Top Team? Is it a weekend parlay or just a Saturday Niagara Top Team? Well, he sure is. You can get a line on Bet Online right sure now. That's what I was looking up. Uh, yeah, no, he is not going to be a part of it. It's just going to be Jasmine <laughs> Jezevicius and Mike Malad. That's that's a great catch by you, though. I'm not going to lie, and I'm I'm floored right now that they actually have odds for that. That's what I was looking. I was like, I think this other dude's fighting because I was looking through. Things. I was like, uh, oh, there are odds. Um, well, let's uh, when we talk about Jasmine Jazdevicius, let's circle back because I may jump in on the Niagara top team parlay, but if I do so, it will uh, change a, a later bet. So we'll we'll circle back when we get to there. Uh, while we have just kind of been talking here, uh, you know, most most ranking systems only go to you know fifteen twenty five if they're if they're really thorough. Uh, so like Fight Matrix goes very deep. Yeah, that's you a know, good. One. It's math. Uh, they love it. They they do have. Uh, they have Neil Magny ranked 18th. Uh, I am currently in the 200s, still trying to find Adam uh, Fuji. I've, I've found him the 217th ranked welterweight <laughs> in the world. Uh, so we're jumping about 200 places here. Uh, Mike Malott ranked in the 70s as well. Yeah. Uh, so a fair step up in old competition here. For- it's it's huge. And, and and if the UFC gets this right, I mean, this this is why they keep guys like Neil Magny around. So the, the booking makes sense. I, I get it. He should based on the trends he should beat him but i i and and, and jed you're right if you're like just watching neil magny's recent fights it they're not inspiring that's why the nicest way i could put it 
but I still feel like he has enough to to to, to spoil the party here. And it's going to be a rough like lead up to that uh, Strickland DDP fight. By the way, it's gonna, they might see Mike Mullot lose, and then five rounds of uh, MBS and Pennington, and then hopefully that main event delivers. Wow. I thought you were the Prince of Positivity. <laughs> Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. We're still on the main card, 45 right. minutes into this bad boy. Let's get it moving yeah. here. Chris Curtis, Marc-Andre Barriol. Uh, right now, Chris Curtis, your favorite, minus 198. MAB coming back, plus 164. Um, yeah, minus 200, Chris Curtis. He's one and two in his last three. He was he was well on his way to losing that Imovov fight. Um I don't know. I mean, he, he gets outstruck and then like he kind of finds the knockout shot. I know we saw MAB get iced like two years ago against Cheedy, but like that's the only knockout loss he has. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know who's going to win, but I, I'm not going to back Chris Curtis at almost minus 200. Uh, I think that that's a terrific choice. I considered, and I guess I'm still considering, a underdog shot on Marc-Andre Burial, but... I got a few underdog plays. I kind of just don't want that many on a fight that I don't feel like I have the best read on. But here's what I do have a read on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's that this fight's going to go over one and a half rounds. Because, okay. Or one, you know, it's uh, of their 16 combined UFC fights, 12 of them have, have cleared that mark. Chris Curtis is not a big finisher, uh, certainly early on, get, gets him a little bit later. It may be. Uh, not nearly as durable as Chris Curtis, obviously, but um, I, I just think we're – I think we can clear the seven and a half. This is leg two of my nonviolence parlay. <laughs> yeah, MAB plus three and a half, minus 155. Don't hate that. Don't hate that at all. That might be better than an MAB underdog shot. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like if it goes to a decision, he will have one, at least one a round. round. Yep, very likely. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not touching this one. I, I like the over. I like the over, Jed. Uh, this is get this. This fight could get middleweighty. I'm not, it could get a little middleweighty. Seems pretty likely. It could be. So I think you're over one and a half is, is solid. Yeah, I think you know what. Adding bets late when I've kind of cemented it, need to do it never works out well. So I'm just going to stay away. Yep, stay uh, away. I we agree. roll on to the main card opener, Arnold Allen, Arnold Almighty Allen, taking on Movsar Evloev right now. Evloev, a favorite and growing. He is now minus 198 at DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get Arnold Allen for plus 164. Uh, plain and simple, Team Almighty. That's it. Arnold Allen's my guy. I'm betting on him. I got him at plus 145. Still oh, took oh, it. Oh, wow. Oh. Come on, you, you know what it is. You know what it is. Outside of the fact that I knew Arnold's your boy, and that's going to happen. Uh, Had to happen. And I mean, one, uh, Evlov not having a great week, just he's some things on social media that aren't, aren't lovely about him. Oh, no. uh, wow, I love this. We're diving into Sneeko stuff. Yeah. And you know, we're not going to, we're not going to address the man, uh, by name. That's unnecessary. Not giving him that shine Snakes. on, not, not giving him that shine on, um, I mean on UFC Vegas number one betting podcast. We're not going to do that. Uh, but yeah, tough week there, and Arnold Allen has never had a tough week in his life in that regard because he's just a gem of a person. And also, I just I think he's got a pretty good shot, man. I, I think he's got did you did you all see the video today of them signing posters in the same room? I did not. Oh my gosh, yeah. So they're doing the poster signing, and they were just sitting across the table from each other, obviously being cordial. But I would have paid anything to be 
with Arnold Allen when we left the room just to hear what he said. Like he had to have just been like super calm about it, but just like, what the fuck was that? Why was I sitting across from my opponent? Like, uh, that was ridiculous to me. Um, yeah, all the things you said and more. I'm sitting on a plus 145. You can get them at as high as plus 168. Ah, I see a plus 173 out there. So, uh, yeah, we we ride with the almighty. I got them at 165. I, Let's go. I, I, Listen, I wasn't, uh, you know, I, I was going to say I'm not part of the Wolf Pack, uh, so I don't know. But I, can I join for this? Because I, I wasn't going to pick a winner. Our uh, pack grows by one. I will absolutely go yeah. with our, our, our underdog pick. I didn't, that's just good looking odds. But I, my lock, this fight, though, has my lock of the night. And I over think. Over one and a half? No, I just, I'm going to say all the way it goes the distance. Uh, over one and a half for sure. But I actually think it'll go the distance. What's, what's, what's over one and a half? Over one and a half is like minus 550. What's Arnold Allen by knockout? That's I the yeah that's the thing I don't know how I feel about it over one and a half. What, what's that, Arnold Allen by submission? I think Arnold might come in here that's, and just get rugged. He's not a he's not a fast finisher. I mean, what, this what, is not Arnold a, Allen by submission plus seven fifty. Arnold I'm Allen sorry, by submission uh, in round two. Don't tell this to Dan Hooker. That's one guy. Dan Hooker got can run over. Okay, that's fine. I'll tell this to Sadiq Youssef, no. Nick Lentz, Gilbert Melendez, Jordan the, Rinaldi, Mads Brunel. Mac- that's the thing. I think I think he's best served by just coming and getting a little rugged in there. He is. If Movsar can't get takedowns, Arnold Allen uh, is a 50-50, if not substantially favored to I... win the fight at that point. I'm not sure he can, but also Movsar can get into brawls. We saw Diego Lopez draw, draw him into some brawls. Oh, Movsar can get in some dicey spots, too. That's, that's why I kind of mentioned the submission angle. Probably won't happen, but like, if I wasn't already on Arnold Allen uh, as just a straight underdog, I would be tempted by Arnold Allen by KO. Damn, I mean, I, plus I think this is big I number. Almost, I think there's almost no chance either of these guys finish the other guy. Yeah, I think this. I'm so strongly on this going the distance. Over one and a half is probably smarter. Minus because minus five fifty minus two hundred is not like that big of big a difference. So over one and a half, I think is. That's a very firm lock. I can't see anyone just bum rushing the other guy and taking him out. I like your style. I like your mm-hmm. style, AK. I'm a big over one and a half guy. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. That's smart. Uh, That's smart. Let's keep it rolling on to the prelims. Brad Katona taking on Garrett Armfield, our very own from the ultimate fighter, the ultimate, ultimate fighter, the ultimate fighter, the ultimate Brad Katona. And uh, right now he is your favorite on DraftKings going at minus 198 Armfield plus 164. The exact same line as Mosar versus Arnold Allen. Uh, yeah, I mean, we got AK here. It feels like a little reunion. We're oh. talking a tough fighter. You know I'm taking Brad K. I mean, he, he's got to stand up for for the ultimate fighters uh, out there. Just come in here. Just make it a Brad Katona fight, man. Don't don't get too crazy. Take him down. Make it boring. Win by decision. <laughs> I, 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 I
I like Garrett Armfield, but like I think this would be my most shocking result if he beat Brad Katona. Two I think losses be, by sub. We've yeah. seen him struggle wow. get taken down. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Like I uh this yeah, I mean my, I, yeah. I feel like where he struggles, Katona excels. I think so as well. Yeah, um, we can't bet against him. Can't do it. I'm excited to hear you guys say this because in my notes I just have one line that says <laughs> default to the tough hang crew. Mm-hmm. Um, they mm-hmm. obviously know what's going yes. on as Big far BK, as this goes. Baby. Also, so, uh, and Brad Katona, you know, minus get him like minus one eighty, minus one eighty five. All right, punching in a bet. Let's go. That's a that's a tailor made thirty twenty seven. Yes, sir. Brad K. Tailor made. Brad K. Hometown, what? hometown, not hometown. Sorry, home country pop. What's a what's a Brad Katona minus three and a half points? Huh? What's a Brad Katona minus three and a half points? I'm looking at that's a great question. Plus one fifty five. <laughs> Maybe a little sprink. Maybe a little another unit Maybe. on old Brad K. Maybe I'm gonna do that instead of Bracketona straight. I think I that, that. Is plus one fifty five. That that feels better. Yeah, plus one fifty five. Uh, all right, let's keep it rolling. Next up, Charles Jordan, Air Jordan, taking on Sean the Sniper Woodson. And right now, Charles Jordan, your favorite minus one ninety. Woodson plus one forty five. Uh, I do not have anything here. I got love for Sean Woodson. He's. I mean, he's gonna be bigger. He always is. Uh, but I'm just going to pass on this one. Are you concerned that Woodson's going to have built up a lead, but then heading into the final round, you know, third round Jordan will strike again and, oh, God. and ruin your bet? Is Jeez. that is that what's keeping I, you away from betting? I forgot Charles about that. I, you know what? I had completely, I'd completely blocked that out of my mind until you brought that up. Uh, AK, I don't know if you're aware of who third round Jordan is. No one, I'm, no one is safe. No, no one is right. safe. Yeah. No one is safe from third round Jordan. And uh, just want to remind you, uh, he has won in the third round. In the last, uh, like, how many fights does this guy have? Uh, 21. Well, he's got three first round, third round finishes uh, in his entire career. Uh, and he has one in his last, like, 17 fights. Uh, but for some reason, people love betting third round Jordan. Third round. They this is a, apparently his first time fighting in Canada in the UFC. Did not realize that. Uh, the, I, was oh, to, I was gonna say in the UFC, yeah. It's yeah, definitely yeah. his first time fighting in Canada. No, he certainly fought, not. Fought for TKO. He did. Uh so first time in the UFC. I kind of like first time in Toronto. It's definitely yeah, his first time in Toronto. He's just a Montreal here. dude. He's a Montreal boy. Uh I kind of like him at plus 175 to finish. I'm going inside the distance, plus 175. I think he's gonna find it. It could happen in the third round. It could happen in the third round. Yeah, so I'm I'm playing it safe. Oh, I'll just pick third specifically, go for the big juice. Uh no, I don't know. I could see it happening early too. I I I like I think he's gonna be juiced up by the uh by fighting in Canada. So I'm going I'm going I'd like a finish. Uh I mean five first round finishes, four second round finishes, three third round finishes, but he is, you know, the legendary creature that is third round uh jordan uh in the ufc one one finish via third round 11 fights that that he did not get a finish in the third round but people will be betting it people will be betting it third round jordan shout out greatest shout bet out. in all sports all right let's keep it rolling uh serhey cd taking on roman Tavares right now the uh rematch everybody's waiting for uh, I know Jed's been waiting for it. I do have to say that. We got to CD, defer to him on this one, yeah. I was going to say CD, your favorite, series. minus 180, Tavares, plus 150. Uh, and that's exactly what I will do here. I will defer. As as you deferred to us on Tough, we will defer to you on Contender Series. They fought just a few months ago. 
I mean, given my track record on contender series predictions, I'm not sure I would stick with that. Uh, tough outs for my number one draft pick from contender series. Last oh yeah, week. Tom Nolan. He got iced. Tom Nolan got uh, got real clubbed, real bad. Um, that's. I mean, look, Gian Silva delivered. I was right on that one. So fifty fifty. Uh, so. I'm staying away from this fight. I'm honestly, I, I was tempted a little bit by a shot on Tavares. Um, coming off the contender series, uh, the first fight is nonsense. It, it's one of the worst stoppages yeah, you'll ever see. Stoppage. Terrible stoppage. Um, I mean, City was probably winning the fight before then, but not, uh, you know, not in a way that this is is meaningful. And then Tavares did rebound with a really impressive win over a dude he was massively favored over on the contender series uh finale killed him in like 20 seconds or whatever Tavares Tavares hits real hard uh city's a better grappler much bigger and can you know can compete on the feet uh I don't feel confident laying the favorite juice on city even though I think he's probably a better prospect I had him listed as a special teamer in my breakdown whereas Tavares is was just another guy but uh I think there's a world where Tavares can get this done but I'm just not going to be involved in this fight I, too many outcomes no no need to place a wager on this but it would be a dogger pass for me yeah yep pass passing as well uh i agree with that let's keep it rolling on to the next one jillian robertson taking on pollyanna viana right now jillian your favorite minus 250 pollyanna viana plus 205 uh this could be a fun fight uh, I do feel like Jillian Robertson is going to get this to the mat. It might be sweaty for a little bit because Viana, you know, she can knock people out. Uh, she's got some hands, but I do think Robertson is going to get it to the ground and, and she's going to use that jujitsu, that grappling, and, and she's going to get it done for Team Canada. Give me a round, GC. Do, do you have a round in mind? I'm, I'm going to say round two. Uh, I'm actually going to say knockout instead of submission. Oh, wow. I'm going to zig where everyone's whoa, zagging. Whoa. I'm going to say she's going to lay down some heavy elbows, some ground and pound. I hate to hear this. Oh, my God. Uh, and get it done. Why are you guys taking Jillian Robertson by submission? Uh, specifically round two. So Correct. I think wow. Let's go. Wow. Let's go. Wow. We did it. We wow. did it. We did it, Jed. We did it. Yeah, I, was, you gotta I was ready to come on yeah. this podcast, and I was setting up the third round Jordan for this fight. So I'm like, can wow. we start talking about second round Robertson? It's round two Robertson is much more of a creature third round Jordan. Five of her nine wins have come in the second round. Most of those are submissions. I think there's one TKO in there. Uh, Paulina Viana has never been uh, knocked out, but she has been fin- she has been submitted a couple of times. I do think she's going to get this fight down. And so I have taken a, a little sprinkle on uh, Robertson round two submission. And by sprinkle, I'm putting a half unit on it. A uh, <laughs> half unit plus 700 for round two Robertson. There you go. But we GC, all, we all getting, remember the Sarah Frota fight. Elbows, are you getting elbows from out round two? I mean, it, getting, uh, it can happen. Plus 2,000 for round two Robertson KO. Am I seeing this correctly where I'm looking? That's Probably. what I'm seeing. Yeah. And you're going to, are you, are you actually going to half a unit? <laughs> Definitely not half a unit. No, <laughs> two, te- two uh, tenths. I don't know what your units are. I, just I, mean, I, don't I would know what maybe I would are, maybe so, yeah. put like point like five bucks on it. Point okay, one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to take that. I was kind of pulling that out of my ass. I didn't know everyone was prepped with a with a round. Two I didn't know AK here. was prepped with round <laughs> two. Oh yeah. Two Robertson, oh, we're on that one. But, Let's do it. Uh, I'm just saying we're we're trendsetters. We're on the forward edge of of MMA kind of understanding round two Robertson. It's the new third round Jordan. 
I love it. Round two KO plus 2,000. I mean, that's just throwing a dart. That's just throwing a dart and hoping for the best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, I am on her money line, though it, it doesn't. I, I took it back in November. It was a much better price. Uh, minus 140 back in uh, back in November on DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, we roll along, though. Johan Lainess, Sam Patterson. Sam Patterson making the move up to welterweight uh, in this one. And he is your underdog, plus 124, Lioness, uh, your favorite, minus 148. Uh, man, can't trust Sam Patterson here. I mean, he no. he, he was massive at lightweight, massive. Uh, six inch of height, 10-inch reach advantage against Yanal Moose, And he got sparked out, man. Sparked right out. Now he's moving up to welterweight, taking on a proper size welterweight in, in Johan. I mean, if Johan is pulling the trigger, I, th- I think he's just going to knock Sam Patterson out. I'm a, I'm a more bold man than you. I have decided to place my money on Sam Patterson. Again, much like with Matthew Simmelsberger, knowing how this goes wrong, being uh, fully aware of yeah. how this goes wrong and just saying to myself, you know, there, were, there was a lot of belief in Sam Patterson coming into the UFC. And yes, he gets knocked out, but Johan Liness is not like the best fighter. Um, I think he's going to be slower, certainly a lot slower uh, than, um, uh, you know, Lash Moose. And so uh, it'll be a little bit harder. I also think moving up to welterweight is probably good for Patterson. Going to channel be able to take things a little bit better, uh, fill out a little bit more underdog against a guy I don't think is very good versus a guy who at least at one point had some hype to him. Didn't Patterson get wobbled pretty bad on the contender series, though? I don't recall. But again, believe, that's that's what the move up to welterweight is for. You know, you you don't to cut fight as bigger, much bigger, stronger guys. Too. No, but you don't cut as much weight, so you're you can you can take those blows and get it going. Yeah, best of luck to you, man. Again, I I know how this loses when it loses. <laughs> I I have clear eyes to the path to to defeat here. He does. He is a talented kid. I bet, I bet on talent. Bet on talent. That's what I'm doing here. What do you think I, I, have, I, I have no comment on this one or the next fight, but I am. I do have a parlay note for both these uh, these next this fight and the next one. So I will save my comments for that. All right, uh, one twenty five okay, flyweight Jasmine Jazdavicius taking on Priscilla Cachuera. Uh Great name name bout here. Jazz Davicius versus Cachuera. Great. Uh, Jasmine, your favorite, minus 375. Cachuera, plus 295. Uh, yeah. I mean, one time I bet against Jasmine. How'd that go for you? Uh, she 30 26th, uh, old Gabriela Fernandez. At least, she didn't, at least she didn't make you hear about it, you know? It tweeted at me from the locker room. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about like instantly after the fight, tweeted at my ass. Uh, you know, letting me know she stole my money. She took my money right right out from under me. And then I was like, I'm always going to back her from now on. She fights Miranda Maverick, cashes as a massive underdog. It's okay. She lost her last fight. I will always be on the Jasmine Jazdavicius train. She is the first leg, but the second one I'm talking about of the Niagara top team parlor. Yes, yes. So I, 
Oh, please, please go ahead. Uh, just real quickly again. Yeah, I, I don't really care to pick a winner here. I mean, I, I do think. Oh, sorry, I do think Jasmine's going to win. I yeah, don't I was going to say it is Jasmine. So it is Jasmine. Yeah. And I think uh, the fight. I think over one and a half. I think I saw that also at it's minus three hundred. Pretty safe. Yeah, it's it, uh, Jasmine doesn't finish anyone. She's never been finished. If it does get finished, it'll be some weird thing that happens in round three um, for one of the fighters. It, it'll so. be Ketchaware throwing ninety elbows in a row. Right, just, something like that. Just spamming left elbows. Yeah. So take the one and a half, play it safe. That's what I say. Don't be a hero. I have I've done that. Uh, that one and a half rounds mm-hmm. out my tripod of nonviolence. Nice, uh, which pays out at plus one eighteen. Feel feeling pretty solid about that that particular parlay. Here's the question, gentlemen, and uh, I I'm a big fan of the Niagara top team parlay. I didn't take it. I had Mike Malott, and then I didn't really have a parlay leg for him to pair with because I didn't want to put him in the nonviolence. So he's just sort of floating. Uh, and then I knew you were going to be on Jasmine Jazdavicious. And as I looked at this fight, I was like, why would anyone ever bet Jasmine Jazdavicious to win a fight when you can bet her to win by decision? And the by decision prop for her is minus 125. Solid. I mean, Bang. that's just it. So the question is, do I go just take Jasmine straight and parlay with Mike Malat? Or do I just stick with my original guns, Jasmine Jazdavicious by decision? I'm not going to think- do both. I'm not doubling up on Jazz. I think you go by decision, but then you hear me out and you actually do double up in a way. Over. I was going to say, do over it. Into but, Mike here, but here's how you double up. Uh, you take yourself the Canadian favorite parlay, which oh. I have done. I was wondering if we were going to get there. We have to. Yeah, we're going to. I've made a note of that as well. How many yeah, legs we, is the Canadian favorite parlay? Favorites only? Eight, eight legs. legs. Yeah, eight a, legs. a healthy parlay. Malcolm Gordon, <laughs> Jasmine Jezdevicius. <laughs> Johan Lainess, Jillian Robertson, Sir Hayside, Charles Jordan, brackets on a Mike Malott, plus 2534. Uh, I did throw a quarter unit on it to win 6.35. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I'll be singing O Canada all week if that bad boy hits. <laughs> I mean, uh, just going to end immediately. <laughs> he almost yeah, there's a, there's a very, very good chance that this this puppy dies on the First, first fight of the night yeah i guess i should mention now if if by some chance you're feeling frisky and showing all canadians period and you want to throw in mark andre who's the only canadian underdog on the card it juices it up real nicely i'm oh, it juices at, it up for sure on DraftKings, it goes up to plus 5657 legitimately i but that's way more interesting to me than the canadian oh. favorite parlay <laughs> i actually don't think either are going to be that interesting because i i, I think it's going to die fairly early there's on. a very I, very good chance it dies quickly <laughs> if you want to have a canadian parlay besides the excellent niagara team part that's probably the safest smartest one i love it i'll probably jump on that instead of the suggested one but if someone's feeling crazy i think jasmine lanis jillian robertson uh jordan katona that, i think that's if you want that's plus 582 and I think you're okay that if you really want to have some fun, because I think a lot of the other legs are shaky. We'll talk about the Gordon leg in a second. That leg is extremely shaky. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't think, like you said, it could end right at the beginning of the night. And that's that's no fun. I mean, is that's Jillian what we Robertson not unit. part of Niagara Top Team? She's born there. Um, so isn't she from Niagara? She tra- yeah, she trains in Florida, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah she is born in there. The yes. gym. Oh, okay. yeah. uh, so you just teased it. Let's get to it. The last fight of the night, first fight. Once wow. we get to the actual card in the men's flyweight division, Malcolm Gordon taking on Jimmy Flick. Uh, right now, Malcolm Gordon is your favorite. Malcolm Gordon is the favorite at minus 166. Jimmy Flick coming back at plus 140. Uh, yeah, so like, why, why even choose a side? I mean, when you're looking at two guys with losing records in the UFC at 
earlier it was close to coin flip odds. I guess a lot of money coming in on Mal- Malcolm Gordon and respectively, they've both been, you know, they've both been finished six and seven times a piece. Uh, so who do you trust? The good news is we don't have to trust anyone, baby. We just get to trust that this one's going to be a good little scrap because flyweight unders are back, baby. And this happens to be a fight taking place in the men's flyweight division. Uh, and boy, did we get two good candidates uh, to keep the flyweight train rolling. Uh, Jimmy Flick, 14 straight fights have not gone to a decision. Six of his last seven under one and a half. Malcolm Gordon, 12 of his last 13 have not gone to a decision. 11 of those 12 finished under the one and a half. One and a half. I mentioned both have been finished many, many times. They almost exclusively lose by finish. I think they have 14 losses together and 13 of them they've been finished in. And they get finished. They get finished and they get finishes. Uh, I think this one is not going to see the scorecards. And it happens quickly, my brother, because of their nine combined UFC fights, seven under the one and a half. Uh, I love it. And that's that's the flyweight under I'm on. I'm on the under one and a half. I'm on the under uh, one and a half, and I have the under two and a half in a parlay. Love it. Love are it. you guys are you guys seeing on the bet online under two and a half minus one oh five? Yeah, that no, is, that's, that's that's a mistake. Big, if you yeah. actually go to bet online, it's under one. I and would half. I would hope so. Oh my gosh. I was, gonna say, I, I was like, that's I that's free I, that's free I, money. That would have been <laughs> the first ever ten unit. I would have yeah. put ten units on that. I'm not kidding. So <laughs> I did see it and I immediately went to bet online to confirm that oh, that okay. was a mistake because I was so like, actually like Connor, I was like, All right, we're about to we're about to have a good day. <laughs> I said uh or I mean uh, I saw that like it was there, and I think it was there for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Like I saw one guy be like, oh, man, this fucking line was crazy. I, I dumped on it, and then they immediately shifted it to the uh, one and a half. Still um, good. One yeah, and a half, still, still very good. If you're hunting on Bet Online, uh, when these things open up, you can get some insane, insane lines. They typically are fairly limited, but still, they, they give some crazy ones. Uh, so that's that. Do you know to start the year on Flywood Unders? Woo. Oh Ooh, gosh, we're so that's bad. fun. We're that's so, so fun. That's fun. Uh, yeah. So flyweight I'm, unders on even years. Odd years we're out. Even years we're done. I Got like it. that. Ooh, we need more data, but okay. I, I like, like that. I'm yeah. going. Uh, I'm going. Gordon Flick under one and a half. Jillian Robertson money line. Brad Katona money line. Arnold Allen money line. Duplessis Strickland under four and a half. Parlay Niagara top team. Jasmine Jazdavicius. Mike Malott. and then a prop parlay. Gordon Flick under two and a half, Lines Patterson under two and a half, Buena Silva Pennington over one and a half, and then the Canadian favorites parlay that I mentioned earlier. Strickus Duplessis, Meyer Buena Silva, Arnold Allen, just a number of straight sh- Sam Patterson, Brad Katona. We added Brad Katona BK, in. While we're big here. BK. Uh, well, round two Robertson by sub. Round two Robertson, obviously a thing. Uh, Jazz Davicius by decision. And then, of course, you know, Flyweight Unders, they're back, baby. And the nonviolence parlay, uh, Curtis, Marc-Andre Burial, Jazz Davicius, Cachoeira, and Pennington, Buena Silva, all over one and a half. That's that's my action. What's that, eight, nine bets? Pretty Love decent. It. That's what I'm thinking, uh, too. I did not write down all my bets, so people just rewind the episode if you want to <laughs> take a quick tally of those. Uh, some, of the, some of them I'm really all in on, some of them not. A lot, a lot of these overs, a lot of these overs seem very, very safe. Bingo. Uh, on this card. So there, there you go. go. If you want to make some decent, of little, course they're safe. It's Canada. It's a non-violent country. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's they've a country a about here. respect and being uh, nice and, and genial to the, the visitors there. And making people money. 
There you go. Who Hopefully, bet on, who bet on overs? <laughs> uh, what are your favorite overs for this week? Instead of the bets, what are your favorite overs, AK? Like I said, I love. I, I feel so strongly about Arlen Allen Evloyev. Uh, I, I know we think if Allen does come out firing, that's the way he wins He's the fight. Almighty. We just don't see it very often. He doesn't. So overs. I mean, listen, uh, Al, Alan Evloyev, uh, Pennington, Buena Silva. Again, another fight. I know if MBS is going to win, people like the finish, but it's, this is going the distance, man. This. I'm sorry. Neither, neither of these two are finishing each other. Can we be, can we be real here? And uh, really, and Curtis MAB is also a good one. So really, three, three, and of course, uh, uh, Jasmine and Kachurera. So Jasmine, Kachurera, uh, Jasmine and Kachurera and Allen and Ivloyev. Those are my two favorite overs. Um, people might disagree with the Allen one, but I feel strongly about them. All right. That's that. UFC 297, Toronto, Canada. Absolutely cannot wait for this one. Uh, enjoy boys i mean we're back pay-per-views rolling right along uh aka you're gonna be in the building i will be in the building great let's jose go. young will also be there let's it's gonna be a party go. it'll be a party let's go so That's gonna a- be incredible. since ak will be there like there all week we could unload on those sean strickland presser props and just get him to sort of nudge strickland in yes. the right way yeah you AK, might have to delete this AK episode count is down like we're, yep. we're gonna need some more uh fox or whatever it is that we're looking yeah. for so just just ask him hey sean can you say fuck that fucking fucker and and get us to where we need to be you, you might you might have to delete this episode otherwise <laughs> uh we could be in a lot of trouble that's yeah. all i'm saying <laughs> all right y'all next week no card Woo! uh we'll Love be that. back in the great month of february uh to preview Nasser Dean Imavov versus Roman Delice. Big month. Big month for the country of Georgia. Big month for, uh, you know, anyone from Georgia, which is me and Jed. So uh, see you in two weeks. See you in February. Enjoy the first pay-per-view. Love y'all. Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.